Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Okay, I don't know. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Sure. There's yeah. no words there. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. In five, four, three. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 17 of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, the three of us are live on uh, Thursday, February 15th, 2018. This is franchise episode number 120 all time. My name is Kurt Price, and my Twitter handle is at Kurt Price. Jeff Ponder and Bill Dare here as well. Uh, Jeff's Twitter handle is at jponder94, and Bill's Twitter handle is at billybluenote. If you want to send the show a tweet, send it to at lgbradio. And we'll read it live on the air if you uh, have time later. And we'd like to, uh, if we have time later and you'd like to join us live on the show to talk some of the blues hockey, go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the join button uh, later on in the show. And we'll let you know when that uh, is available. Uh, please check out the uh, Let's Go Blues radio shop at letsgoblues.com for some t-shirts and stickers and things. Uh, the official beers of episode number 120. Oh, actually, well, how are you, Bill? <laughs> um, thanks for asking, <laughs> jerk. Sorry. Um, I, got, I got carried away. Yeah, well, we all want to ignore our feelings right now, don't we? Because I'm pretty fucking angry. Uh, Ponder, are you equally as angry? Good. I'm, oh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I am considering not even watching the game tomorrow night. Oh, me too. That's how completely upset I am at this team, and we'll get into it. But it's it has not been uh, happy days at the Ponder household. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into our beers, I, we should mention at the open of the show for anyone listening, we do have a special guest joining us in uh, just a couple minutes. He's been on the show before, Mr. Joe Fresta of the Steinberg Winter Classic. He's going to be coming on to talk about the event on March second third and fourth at the steinberg ice ring and i do need to make a show correction that i'm just now realizing kurt hmm. we have been pitching him as the owner and uh, co-founder of pasta house that is his father he oh. is not associated with pasta house oh at all <laughs> at, okay. at all yeah so okay so so joe fresta say, who is the son still, of the man <laughs> yes who is the owner I will and say co-founder Go ahead and still eat at Pasta House. It's a fantastic place. I'm sure his dad would appreciate it, but he is not even associated with it. So we apologize for that, Joe. So our aspirations of uh, free spaghetti and meatballs is kind of out the window here. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that we do such a good job with him that his dad contacts us and says, free toasted ravioli for life. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, we'll uh, next time in, you went, you went, yeah. <laughs> shot the moon for life. I, oh, I, sh- I shoot for the moon all the time, baby. <laughs> we wouldn't have it. That's why, that's why we like you on the show. You shoot for the moon. 
That's all I do. I shoot for the moon and get pissed off at this team constantly. I was even commended by Mr. Art Lippo the other night for uh, uh, my last 24 hours on Twitter for being such a shitbag about the Blues. So when Art Lippo's praising me, I'm doing something right. Well, you're 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 you've shot yourself in the foot for uh, your blue social media influencer card. Oh, that that went out the window when I left the media. That ain't gonna happen. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I doubled down on that the other night <laughs> with uh, my final tweet. I yeah, well, and the show's tweet the other night too was kind of a <laughs> that was I that pissed off some people and uh, well, not a lot of people, but there was a few responses where. You know, you do the typical. Uh, You're not sunshine uh, and rainbows. Uh, we're fans, you know, win or lose, we're fans for life, and uh, you shouldn't talk bad about the blues because it hurts my feelings. Shut up. Um. So the official beers of episode number one hundred and twenty. Uh, Bill, I, I see you have a nice dark beverage, a nice big uh, bottle, big bomber bottle. And it could not be more appropriately named for this evening's show. (laughs) It is the abyss where the hopes and dreams of blues fans currently reside. They've fallen deep into the abyss. Oh, it's very good. It's it's got some some really, really heavy stuff in it. Um, Imperial Stout brewed with blackstrap molasses and licorice. Dry spiced with cherry bark and vanilla bean, 50% aged in bourbon, wine, and New Oregon oak barrels. It's from Deschutes Brewery out of Portland. Very good. Uh, Mr. Ponder, your beverage. Uh, Well, my beverage uh, is uh, the Four Hands Single Speed, which is, uh, I think I've had this on the show before. It's just... It's one of my favorite beers. It's it's one of the few ales that my wife and I can agree on. So it's typically there's at least a 12 pack being bought uh, every Friday on payday. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a smooth beer that uh, I can sit and watch a hockey game. That's not the blues. So I don't have to get angry and, uh, you know, just relax because I'm not watching the blues. But the Blues have been really good, Jeff. They've been really good for a long no, time. No, no, mm. no, don't. They've Steve been, Eiserman. They've Steve been, Eiserman. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> now you're just now you're just doing it to be mean. Yeah. <laughs> they've been really good for a long time. Blues fans should not uh, take them for granted, and they should not be upset, overly upset, at some poor games here and there because they have been very, very good since Hitchcock took over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But what first or second in the league and wins in that time something like that? Yep. I mean, how can you complain? Can we um, can we go by playoff <laughs> wins? I I am I am trying to imitate one of the someone who was. How about playoff goals? Because I think even the Toronto Maple Leafs have passed them on that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do. Yeah, <clears throat> the Leafs have been back in the playoffs for what two years? Once. Just no, just, just yeah, just last year, and yeah. That's that's a, not a true comment. I'm no, just, but but the, you're it's, right. It's it's it, probably it's, not far off though. No, the Leafs have the uh, are tied with the Blues for longest cup drought because they won the cup the year before the Blues came in the league. That's the last one. Sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. <clears throat> the year they found Bill Perilco's body. Yes. Yeah. 
Wasn't there a Stanley Cup playoff ring uh, story too? There was a oh I I've looked it up. There was a something about a Stanley Cup playoff ring was lost. It was lost. Uh, it was a uh, Maple Leafs Stanley Cup playoff ring that was lost uh, during their first cup or something like that, and then it was found the year they won their last cup. Mm. Odd story. Yeah. And I know that like in the, the ocean, right? Yeah. The the Bill Barilko story. Um, for those that don't know, um, he was a defenseman uh, that uh, scored the cup winning goal in um, early 60, 61-62 for Leafs, and they didn't. Uh, that he went on a, a fishing trip and uh, died. Found his body mm. the year they won the cup. Um, it's well documented. Maybe, maybe that's in, what I was thinking of. Yeah. Maybe the cup ring was on his finger. <laughs> yeah. It's well documented in the Tragically Hips okay. song, um, 50 Mission Cap. That, Check it out. That That's probably what I was remembering. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Guy Bensing. The guy, guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, has tweeted us from uh, Hawaii and says, Hey, guys, I'm listening tonight. So thanks for listening, Guy. <laughs> Good to have you, Guy. Thanks, buddy. I'm not your buddy, guy. So, what's your beer? guy, fun? You didn't? Did you talk about your beer? No, I didn't. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a special beer tonight. I mean, I mean, no offense to the uh, not your father's people, but um, I've had this on the show a few times. I just, I like to chug this beer. It's good. I like it, and uh, I grabbed it out of the fridge. I was in the mood for it, so it's the not your father's mountain ale, uh, the citrus brew, which is just, it just tastes good. That's I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not picking any bones about it. I'm picking any bones about it. Was that? I just made that up. I, you That's did. Not, I, I completely botched our combined two phrases into one and bastardized it. That's uh, <laughs> it, yeah. You had a take lock moment. I've had a few of those. I've had a few of uh, making up words. If I don't find if if a word does not come to me in enough time for me to spill spit it out in good time, I just make shit up. Right, you splice it with <laughs> something else and yeah. hope for the best. Yep, <laughs> and see if it works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. That one does not work. Uh, Today in Blues History, sponsored by the, not sponsored by, courtesy of, um, the at STL Blues History Twitter account, which is a fantastic follow. Follow him on Twitter. Um, That's an order. Um, 2014, February 15th, 2014. This is the day that TJ Oshi became TJ Soshi, beating Russia. Uh, but Russia's Sergei Bobrovsky in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia, uh, four times on six shots to beat Russia three to two in the shootout. So those are good times. Yep, I watched the um, the combined GIF of mm-hmm. you know him. It looks like a caterpillar coming right. in. Basically, it's the same move every damn <laughs> yeah. time. Same move, and it, he switches it up uh, at the very last second. Yep. <clears throat> I uh, th- that brings back good memories for me because that. I guess that was in the morning for us. Um, was that it? night. It was a weekend, right? Because it had to be. I was yep. watching with my kids. Saturday. Yeah. It was a Saturday, yeah. So yeah. I uh, I was moving back from Dallas that night. So we watched it streaming on my phone using uh, uh, 4G. And uh, yeah, we watched that from my phone sitting in my living room, which had no furniture in it. Um, so that brings back good memories. But <laughs> it was the day I moved back to St. Louis. So it is good memories. Uh, very cool that he was a blue when he did that. That was just, that was just awesome. 
yeah. was fun to see. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that it happened on a Saturday morning when, you know, the entire country tuned in, just, well, he got so much attention. I've seen, uh, I've seen uh, YouTube compilations of uh, sports bars around the country, you know, Boston, uh, uh, Philadelphia, St. Louis, Kansas City, L.A., Chicago, uh, Dallas, all around, and uh, watching this game. They're, they're packed with hockey fans watching this, and they have the – and they, 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 you know, it was like 15, 20 second clip of each bar, and it shows the lead, and then they're just going ballistically crazy when Oshie scores. It's just cool. Yeah. It's cool to see a blues player at the time do that and just the whole country going nuts for it. Mm. Uh, 1990, September, uh, February 15th, 1990, Brett Hull recorded a hat trick for his 55th goal of the season to break the St. Louis Blues season record for goals, uh, which was held by Wayne Babich uh, previously, versus the Quebec Nordiques. I was at that game, and I have the painter's hat that they used to give out for hat tricks. I have that somewhere. I should have gotten it out for the show. You should have. Um, but I wrote on it at the time, Brett Hall, goal 55, you know, uh, new record uh, for goals for right winger. So uh, that was uh, that was cool. Uh, and the fans littered the ice with promotional giveaway cups that were given away that night. I remember that. Who is in goal for the Nordique? 1990, that's Ron Tugnut era. You know, if I still have my memorabilia on the wall, which is in a box right now until I get it, everything done. Was uh, it Stefan Fosse? I have the ticket from that game, and I have it uh, a little framed with information about the game. It it may have been Tugnut. Yeah. Fosse, I think, didn't uh, didn't come around until 92. <laughs> but I may yeah. be wrong about that. We yeah. should look it up. Yeah, I've got that ticket framed <clears throat> with some info. Who was in goal, what the final score was, and who had the goals and assists. So, uh, Millen got the win, I believe. No, no, it wasn't Millen. It was um, Vincent Rando at that time frame. Wouldn't have been. Yeah, it might have been Rando. Not Millen. Uh, 2000, February 15th, 2000. Michael Hensus became the second St. Louis Blues player with two shorthanded goals in a game in a 4-1 to one win versus the Atlanta Thrashers. Three stars of the game were the Blues, three Slo- Slovakians, Hanzus, Dimitra, and Barteshko. Barteshko or Barteko? Barteshko. 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 Barteshko or Barteko. See, I've got all these different pronunciations in my head because that was a Ken Wilson era. Yes. He just said them all. Yeah. He'd say whatever it was. <laughs> whatever it was. Jochen Hecht. He'd change every, every, every half season. He changed how he pronounced Hecht, Hecht, uh, Barteshko, Barteko, Barteshko. And uh, February 15th, 2017, just last season, Carter Hutton recorded his second straight shutout and his fourth shutout in eight games as the St. Louis Blues win five straight games under new head coach Mike Yo on February 15th, 2017 in a 2-0 win versus the Detroit Red Wings. I put this on here because uh, to remind people that uh, Carter Hutton has been playing very well, not just this season. It goes back to since Yo took over, so people say, "Oh, he's better." You know, he's having a good season. No, yeah, you know, okay, he he's had a very good season, but it's not just this year. He actually it's been since Yo got here. Whatever the formula is, yeah, it's been that it's been that long. <clears throat> Some goalies just fit the system right. I think I yeah I yeah like like uh uh, uh Elliot here. Yeah, Brian Elliott yeah. under Ken Hitchcock. Yeah, um, and uh, I think Hutton's numbers uh since Yo got here are first in the league. Yeah, number one. I mean, his GA is under two, but it's we like still have to have Jake Allen be our number one. We still still have to, has to be. 
has to be no matter what so yeah, i don't uh that's whatever um well, we can get into more of that later uh but right now uh i believe uh, our guest is on the line and uh with joe pond <laughs> with joe, with joe ponder <laughs> uh-huh. joe fresta is on the line with uh jeff ponder jeff all right guys um so we as kurt said we have joe fresta here on the line he's a two-time cancer survivor avid hockey fan and one of the many faces behind the steinberg winter classic uh, which is being held the weekend of March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at the Steinberg Ice Rink in Forest Park. Uh, before we get to Joe, though, I do want to bring up the, some exciting news, a, a big announcement for Let's Go Blues Radio. We will be doing a live show, a remote, at uh, the Steinberg Winter Classic. We'll be doing that on March 3rd uh, at 4 p.m. That is going to be post, so after the Stars and Blues game, uh, which starts at 1 o'clock. So if you are going to be down there, or if uh, you'd like to stop by and uh, witness this groundbreaking event for Let's Go Blues Radio, uh, it is going to be, again, March 3rd at 4 p.m. at the Steinberg Winter Classic. One of the many things going on at the Steinberg Winter Classic. Uh, so, Joe, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, how are you? Very good, Joe. Um, so, again, uh, it's Steinberg Winter Classic. It's a great event. Um, Joe, I'll, I'll, I was going to go ahead and talk about it myself since I've played in it, but you're the man behind it. So, uh, for those that have, uh, have not heard when you were on earlier or have never heard of the Steinberg Winter Classic, um, you want to kind of share what it's about and, and, uh, you know, what it benefits. Well, it's the St. Louis hockey event of the year. No question. It's an outdoor, uh, pond hockey tournament reminiscent of the old, uh, of the old school hockey, you know, where, where hockey uh, originated from was on frozen lakes and ponds. And um, we replicate that on the, 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 uh, the huge ice surface at, at Steinberg Ice Rink. And um, we'll have three games going on simultaneously throughout the day and night. We'll start games at 8, at, uh, at 8 o'clock in the morning and go all the way till 10 o'clock at night. And... Um, the hockey community has been so great, so supportive, uh, as well as the uh, cor- corporate community in St. Louis, and just well attended and, and well participated in. And we've raised a lot of money for cancer patients in, in and around the St. Louis area. Yeah, and again, it's something that I played in last year. I will be returning. Uh, so for anybody who wants to come and witness some awful hockey, uh, but fun, Come check out the Mercy team, uh, Mercy Hospital. Um, I will be on – actually, I believe we named our team No Mercy, which it should probably be Show Us Mercy, but we'll we'll see when it comes. Uh, but, uh, but Joe, so, so more into talking about the tournament, there's a, a new division, and, and uh, you know, as you kind of stated, it's, there's three games going on at once, so you have different divisions. Um, but we talked a little bit about it the last time you were on, but – for those that maybe uh, haven't heard or for those goalies out there listening, uh, what can you tell us about the new goaltenders club? Yeah, you know, it's something new. Um, in years past, like I said, this is our seventh year, it's, it's pond hockey, and so it's a three-on-three tournament, six players on a team, but, but goalies aren't allowed to be a part of it. So uh, you just you, you score in these uh, official pond hockey, like, wooden bo- boxes. So... You know, I thought this year, you know, why not let the goaltenders be a part of it? They can uh, don the pan, the pad, so to speak, and 
you know, put on, you know, grab a stick, some gloves and a helmet and come on out and be a part of it and, and play with and against uh, their, their goaltender cohort. Yeah, that's uh, that sounds a lot of fun. And, and as you said, there's no goalies in this. You you kind of score in these little boxes. So giving them the chance to play is definitely a fun thing. But for those that don't play hockey or those that are just huge hockey fans and are interested in participating, uh, you have something called the Legends of Hockey Dinner Series. Uh, and it looks like it'll be taking place on uh, Monday, March 20th. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, that's another that's – another, uh another uh, arm of the of the cancer care foundation it's the legends of hockey dinner series it takes place at at um fleming steakhouse in frontenac and it's a steak and wine dinner where uh people can get up up close and personal with uh legends of the game hall of famers and this year i'm proud to announce that it'll be an evening with gary unger That is exciting. How did you land that guy? I'm sorry. How did you land him? That's a big get. Well, Gary, Gary's uh, Gary's a friend of mine actually, and um, we've known each other for oh, I don't know about about ten years now, and um, he's agreed to come back to St. Louis and and be our guest at the uh, Legends of Hockey Dinner Series. Um, past past legends have been Brett Hall. Uh, Chris Pronger, Scotty Bowman. Last year was Mike Ruzioni. And uh, this year it will be Gary Unger, number seven. Um, how can people find or buy tickets to this event? Well, you can go online. You can go to the, the SteinbergWinterClassic.com website, and you can find inter- information on there. There's a phone number you can call to make reservations or you can uh, you can you can email through the contact uh, Steinberg Winter Classic uh, email and uh, make a reservation that way as well. So tickets are two hundred dollars a a seat. You're going to be eating steak bigger than your head, sides, wine, beer, uh, dessert. You're you're going to eat like you're going to the electric chair. Oh. And uh, at the same time, be listening to some great stories by Gary Unger, hosted by uh, the great uh, hockey analyst Darren Pang. That's man, a night with those two. Uh, might as well go to the electric chair after that because it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Absolutely, the Iron Man. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so again, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to Joe Fresta of the Steinberg Winter Classic. Now, again, obviously, people listening to this show are likely hockey fans but uh so there's there's some other great stuff going on at the steinberg winter classic uh that would would really kind of get a rise out of hockey fans um specifically talking about the raffles uh but there's obviously other things going on what else can you tell us going on besides the hockey itself at the steinberg winter classic well what's nice about it is it's open to the public it's free to the public you can come on in you can step right up to the right up to the ice and watch one of uh any of three games that are going on uh, simultaneously. Uh, we've got uh, some great food, some buckets of beer. You can come in and, and, and browse our tremendous auction, which Jeff, I know you've, you've experienced in the past. We've had some great, great auction items. And of course, it all goes to uh, benefit the Cancer Care Foundation. And 
that helps families who are fighting cancer financially. Yeah, and I'll add too that I was surprised when I saw the great merchandise. I believe there was a, I want to say a Pronger jersey. There was a couple different jerseys. There were some signed NHL player pictures. Um, I was shocked because I saw those, and you know, you go to events like that and you think, okay, each one it's going to go for you know a grand, two grand. There were some very affordable items, and uh, that to me is is a big sell for me because. You know, I'm a poor hockey player, and I, I know everybody out there is the same. So uh, definitely something worth checking out. You know what? You're right. There are some major steals that go on at that auction. I mean, uh, some great uh, signed jerseys, Hall of Famers, um, some great golf uh, experiences, um, group dinners at some famous restaurants around the St. Louis area. Um just a just a just a tremendous auction that we put together for, for for hockey players and just the general public alike. I mean, it's, it's well worth it just to come down and, and uh, peruse over all those great items. For sure. Now, uh, again, that's the Steinberg Winter Classic that'll be on March second, third, and fourth at the Steinberg Ice Rink in Forest Park. Now, Joe, I'd be remiss if uh, we didn't talk a little blues before I uh, got you off the oh, air here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now I hope. Now try to keep the cursing to a minimum, but uh, what caused the, as I'm calling it, the monstrosity in Music City the other night? Uh, just a, a three-goal uh, lead erased in the third period. Um, what was it that you saw that uh, kind of led to that collapse? Well, you know, I saw a team that played maybe 20 minutes of a, of an entire uh, 60. You know, maybe 20. And, uh, you know, you look at the face of a Mike Yo, and you, you can't help but read the body language there and, and see that, you know what, maybe, not, maybe now he, he knows what it's like to be like uh, Ken Hitchcock a year ago. You know, this, this team just keeps, keeps uh, it, it's a, it's a, a, repeti- a repet- repetition of um, just this whole uh, – you know, not wanting to win. I mean, they don't. It's like they don't want to get out there and and do what they need to do. It's it's really disappointing. Would you uh, Would you have challenged uh, if you were Mike Yo? Would you have challenged that third goal? In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Couldn't believe he didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I'm with it, you. It, that shouldn't have even been a penalty, let alone a, a penalty shot. Oh yeah, I mean that was uh, that was just a bad call there in overtime. So uh, coming out of this game. Again, if you're Mike Yo, you know, what do you do? Uh, are you making lineup changes? Are you sitting players? Uh, you know, yeah, what, what would be your first thing? You know what I do? I sit Steen, I sit Berglund, and I bring in I bring in these other younger guys that have had to sit since the beginning of the season. The beginning of the year, the Blues were steamrolling teams. I mean, they were just running over them. Why? Because of speed. The NHL is no longer – a veteran sport, so to speak. It, it's a young man's game, and and these young these young kids bring speed. And you know what? So what? They make mistakes. You know what makes up for mistakes? Speed and pace. They talk about pace now in the NHL, and that's what wins hockey games. So you know, I, I, I every time there's a power play, I have to see Steen and Berglund on the power play. Every time there's a, uh, a face-off in the offensive zone, 
in an overtime situation, it's Dean and Berglund. And you got Tarasenko on the point. It's ludicrous. It doesn't make any sense. You got to have Tarasenko up front. They're not even, they, they keep messing around with uh, Tate Thompson, which I, you know, that boggles the mind. The, the kid's a good player, he's a hell of a talent. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You know it's just, you, don't, you just don't know what to say about that. But, you know, the new NHL now is all about speed and pace. And it's a young man's game. It's almost like, it's almost like world junior hockey anymore. And, you know, if the Blues don't figure that out, if Doug Armstrong doesn't figure that out, I know he's got his favorites. But, you know what? You gotta you, you gotta be a you gotta be a big man and and sit the guys that that aren't getting it done. So speaking of uh, Doug Armstrong, obviously a, a big date coming up here soon in a couple weeks. The NHL trade deadline again. I guess if you're in the shoes of Doug Armstrong, what are you looking to do at the trade deadline? Well, of course they're you know they're hampered with the with the with the cap right now. I mean they've got all these guys. He's, he's signed basically these we've we've mentioned them these. And there's more, sort of these more mediocre players of these huge contracts, and they're in, they got a cap situation. But you know, really, the only guy they could go after and get and bring in here is probably Pat Maroon. Um, he's a St. Louis guy. He uh, he's he, he's got a he's got a young son here that that he'd probably like to spend more time with, and um, might take a hometown discount and. At the end of the year, you probably have your best chance of signing him to a long-term deal after the season's over. These other guys, Tavares, uh, you know, I don't know the other guys that are available, but uh, Nash, they're probably not going to stay here. So, you know, I think Pat Maroon's probably their best bet. It makes the most sense. He's a big man up the middle. Which is which is what the Blues uh, sorely need, especially in the playoffs when it gets to be a little more physical. And so, uh, you know, if the Blues are going to make a move, I think he's the guy. I uh, want to point out again, we're speaking with Joe Fresta of the Steinberg Winter Classic. If you're just tuning in, um, want to point out that our friend Guy on Twitter, uh, known as the Hawaii Blues fan, he says to me, "Your guest is making some great points." So you have at least one person that agrees with you. <laughs> well, there's one. There's That's right. One. We're, we're gaining some ground. There you go. There you go. Hey, it's it's yeah, one no, person this, at a time. It's gotten to be a repeat, a repeat of, of last year, I think. You know, you can look at the body language of Mike Yo uh, when they pan him behind the bench. And, you know, he, you, know you, you can say that he probably knows what it feels like to be uh, Ken Hitchcock right about now. I agree with you. Well, again, Joe, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Uh, we're really looking forward to the Steinberg Winter Classic. And again, uh, you know, everyone, make sure you you come and check it out. If not just to see us after the Blues and Stars game, to uh, to watch the hockey yourselves and and uh, bid on some awesome raffle items. And I know you have some uh, purchase items as well that are branded with the Steinberg Winter Classic logo. So a lot of fun going on here in a couple weeks. That's March second, third, and fourth. And Joe, big blues fan, want to thank you for coming on. Thank you very much. Jeff, thank you so much. And um, we've got about 30 teams now that have already signed up. We're, we're way ahead of, uh, of last year's pace. But uh, 
we can always make room for more teams. Obviously, uh, the more money we make, uh, the, big, the bigger impact we can make on families that are fighting cancer. So um, go head on to uh, SteinbergWinterClassic.com. Go to the registration drop-down. Fill out your team and come on out and have a great time and play some pond hockey. Joe, I'd also be remiss to say if you didn't uh, tell our fans where you can be heard on the radio dial. Yeah, every Monday night uh, I'm on the Charlie Tuna Show. I'm usually on around uh, about uh, uh, 8.40, and uh, you can tune in there, and uh, we really get into it there. It's been a great show, and um, we tell it the way it is, no question. That's good to hear. Well, thanks again, Joe, for coming on. We appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. Yeah, we should uh, should tell Joe to tell Charlie Tuna that if he wants more exposure for his radio show, he can come on our show. <laughs> there you go. Good call. I like that. It's a joke. That's a comedy joke. We we average what three listeners a show? Um, no, that's not that many. Well, four because you got us <laughs> and Guy, right? right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you think I listen to this after I get done recording it? <laughs> um. Oh, uh, that was that was good, uh, Jeff and Joe. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh yeah, always fun to talk to Joe. And again, it, it's a I'm not just uh, blowing smoke up our fans' asses. Uh, it is a really fun event to even attend and just kind of watch the hockey going on. There are some damn good players, but none of them are going to be on my team. Okay, so except me. Right. Since our last show, a um, few things happened uh, recently here. Uh, non-game related we got the sanford has been activated from the ir so he is finally back uh signed to the ahl san antonio rampage for conditioning hopefully and then he might make an appearance soon uh depending on how he plays um he was sidelined the entire season uh after undergoing surgery to repair a dislocated left shoulder back in september tage thompson has uh i i I'm assuming falling out of favor here because uh, he hasn't played in a while, and yesterday he was assigned to San Antonio for conditioning because he hadn't played in a while. So They're claiming injury. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe. They've um, been claiming injury for a week. I, and they didn't say anything. I mean, that's until what? I, I don't know. I Well, they, they said it. Darren Payne said it on the broadcast in the first game he didn't play, which I don't remember which one that was. Um, Winnipeg game, maybe? Um, and then, uh, then I think Jeremy Rutherford, uh, started tweeting out about it, that, um, that he was injured. I don't believe it for one damn second. And I've been saying that on Twitter since it happened. I, this is a, this is a coach wanting to sit his rookie. Um, and then this is another way for him to get him off the roster for a little bit for conditioning. Cause he's got to prove to the rookie that you've got to earn your spot while guys who don't belong on the team get to stay with the team. Chris Thorburn, we're looking at you, buddy. <laughs> um, and uh, speaking of guys who don't belong on the team, uh, Oscar Sundquist uh, was recalled on, <laughs> on Tuesday from his conditioning assignment so he can spend some more time in the press box. Um, and I'm, I'm fine with him calling him up, but if you're going to have him, there's about three other guys that you need to sit. There's no point in having four Oscar Sundquists playing in the game. Uh, you know, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know why he would be called up unless he is going to play soon, but also, uh, JR tweeted earlier today, or actually just a bit ago, 
um, that acquiring, uh, well, let's do this first. Today, the Blues acquired Nikita Sashnikov from Toronto in exchange for a fourth-round pick in 2019. Uh, So, I should have played this first. We have a trade to announce. I think you're going to want to hear this. Um, (laughs) uh, For a fourth-round pick to Toronto uh, in 2019, uh, Sashnikov was plagued by serious concussion symptoms all of last summer, suffering the injury last March. He just completed the HL conditioning assignment uh, after dealing with a groin injury. So his cap hit is 0.259 million, which is the smallest that I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he has a salary of uh, of uh, $925 million per season. And he has an RFA wait, after the season. Wait, wait, wait. $925 billion? 925000 sorry. Right. I was going to say, lowest lowest yeah. cap hit. <laughs> How, what is, he's got a million-year contract. Million-year contract. It's back in. It's backloaded severely. Yeah. Right. Mm, <laughs> same um, agent as Marion Hosa. <laughs> but he's an RFA after this season. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, okay, whatever. Um, I but anyway, so JR tweeted after that that acquiring Sashnikov for a fourth rounder makes sense on its own, but names of Berglund and Sabotka have come up in trade talks. So the move today could be seen as a precursor. Which, so first uh, of all, let, let me just say, getting Jeremy Rutherford away from the post-dispatch has made him a much more honest tweeter. He wouldn't have never. He would have never tweeted this if he was uh, still a member of the post dispatch, I believe. Um, Cause yeah, he, he never got into trade speculation. It was rare that he did. So good to have him with the athletic now, but second of all, you know what this trade reminds me of? Krista Olson, Pavel Dimitra. It's the second coming. <laughs> Wait. So the fourth round pick is going to be Pavel Dimitra. No, I hope not. <laughs> No, this this trade reminds me of when we acquired Timofey Shishkanov. Shishkanov. Yes. Uh, you know, I whatever. Trade's a trade. I mean, I, I'm not a fan. It's a fourth rounder. I'm not a fan of just giving up picks like Armstrong has done his entire tenure here. But at the same time, I mean, maybe this kid turns out to be something. I mean, he's got a name of a awesome Russian player, you know? I mean, that <laughs> sounds cool. Sounds cool. Not so, yet, though. He's got 70 games played in NHL, seven goals, seven assists. Now yeah, how did it work out the last time the Blues had a player named Nikita? Oh, uh, yeah. Well. You know, I mean, it's it's a low-risk move, to be quite honest. You know, we, we're probably going to shit on Doug Armstrong all night, but it's a low-risk move. I mean, maybe this guy turns into a solid top-nine player. Um, but judging by Rutherford's tweet, maybe we'll enjoy this trade because maybe that's because they're trying to free up some room. Maybe. Or I'm sorry, add some roster space because they might be getting rid of a couple guys. Maybe. Okay. Say, say we don't say this is not a precursor to a move and say he's, oh yeah, next season he comes up and he's a, he's a third line guy. It's like. It's just frustrating because you know, Blues fans and everybody that that you know knows the Blues roster, they want they're screaming for this uh, scoring top six guy, better yet, you know top top one guy, top line guy, um, which the Blues desperately need. They need top six scoring, and we've got 
you know, arguably th- three third lines on this team. <laughs> and to acquire a guy that would be penciled in as a third liner, it's just like not exciting whatsoever. I mean, I, I get that, you know, he maybe he pans out to be better than the, a fourth round pick that would have, maybe it's a slight, you know, a 2% improvement on what the pick would have been ordinarily, but I just, you know, it's hard to get, you know, excited. Not that we're supposed to get excited about this move because it's not that big of a move at all, but um, it's just when you want something happen to happen and all these trade rumors have been thrown about for bigger names or Hoffman and, or, or uh, Pacioretty or whatever, and then this is the one that goes uh, first, which, you know, not saying more aren't going to come, but hopefully they do. Hopefully this is not the this is not um, the move that the Blues make, and that's it. So is this uh, is this the first trade the Blues have made since the uh, Braden Shen Yuri Letera deal? Uh, technically, the Ryan Reeves deal. Mm, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was later. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Mm, <clears throat> Either way. The, the the first trade since that day. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, it's it's um, impact wise, very very no, very different. Yeah. So not exciting, and of course you know of course the sarcasm comes out of the walls uh, on Twitter and 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 Facebook and all the the comments and all the the blues posts. I here comes the cup. Here comes the cup. I hate that. I hate I hate people think they're being funny and clever and original. Here comes the cup. It's like shut the fuck up. You're not funny. It's yeah, we get it. It's my, not it's not a move that's going to make a difference whatsoever. But don't be don't be an ass. My favorite version of that as as a comment was the the old emoji that would show up on uh, letsgoblues.com. The, <laughs> the Stanley the, Cup with a smiley face. Yeah, blues jersey emoji with a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we got the cup now. It's like, yeah, you're not, you're not original. You're not funny. It's been said a zillion times before. It's like a Blackhawks <clears throat> fan getting an argument with a Blues fan, and then they resort to, how many cups you got? That's not original. <clears throat> so the last few games, real quickly, we can touch on the previous two. Uh, nice game in Winnipeg. That was a beauty. That was a beaut. Uh, five to two win in Winnipeg. Allen was a net. Um, I didn't get to watch this game with the volume on. I was at a I was at a bar watching this, so it was kind of difficult to gauge things a little bit more than usual. But um, uh, played very well. Um, great game. Tarasenko had a couple goals. Good game. Yeah. See why why this was a good game for me. Obviously, the Blues won. That's always nice. But it was it was a great game for both teams. I thought Winnipeg played really well. The Blues played really well. But the difference was the Blues capitalized on their opportunities. And you're not seeing that in their losses. I mean, there are games when you see the, a team score three goals and it was the best three chances they had all night. It's hard to get mad about losses like that. But uh, this kind of game, that's what you want to see out of this team, them capitalizing on scoring chances. And uh, unfortunately, outside of this game, we're not seeing it much, but this is the positive point of the show, so I'll – I'll stop there. Speaking of positives, the first goal in South Korean Olympic history was scored by Cho Minho uh, today, I guess. Men's. So, that's men's. The women's, men's scored first. Men's. Well, in, in men's South, well, that's what's on the screen. But uh, so yeah, the heat. congratulations to South Korea <clears throat> with with North Koreans sprinkled in. <laughs> no, that's only the women's. It's only the women's. Really, that's okay. only the women's team. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and uh, the South Korean uh, 
uh, team is headed by former NHLer Jim Pack. I heard that. Um, so that was that was nice to see. To, and, and Winnipeg had manhandled manhandled us pretty much for a while. It was tough to win against Winnipeg. Uh, we have trouble with Winnipeg. And to see, and to see him win five to two um, was uh, was nice. And then, yeah. So let me ask. Yeah, Winnipeg is here in two weeks. Yeah, I'm currently very angry with the Blues. Should I buy tickets to that game? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Um. Unfortunately, I think I have to. But and then no. the uh, the next game was a four to one loss versus Pittsburgh. Allen got the start in that back to back starts uh, to reward him for his play um, against Winnipeg and. Um, Two good periods yeah. by by the team, right? Yeah, yeah, and then a, a bad third period. Um, Reeves has returned to St. Louis, um, and Crosby's four hundredth goal. Um, the uh, there was Crosby's goal. Remember, he came out of the came out of the corner with a guy on him and and threw it at the net, and it snuck under Ugh. Allen's blocker in between the post. You know, it wasn't sealed against the post. So uh, soft goal. Oh, Softest. okay. Let the goalie answer first. Yeah, softest. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Darren Pang did. So he the, should he should have had that. Right. Right. Darren Absolutely. Pang did the whole no technical bre- technical breakdown of the goal. You know, talking about you know how he's using the reverse VH and you know how you know it it, it squeaked through. That's that's the bottom line. It squeaked through. Right. There's no reason for that puck to go in the net. Jake Allen's quote after the fact was, yeah, you know, that's why he's the best player in the league. Here, here's Come the on. Here's the deal. Um, that's why you're the worst goalie. That, that was a soft, it was a soft-ass goal. It was an awful goal. Um, terrible goal. Um, and Allen, it's Allen's job to seal off the entire post. I mean, if if a puck goes through at that angle from where Crosby shot it, it is always, 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 always the goalie's fault. I don't care how it goes in. Right. Um, Just like the USA game tonight, US takes the lead, one nothing mm-hmm. on uh, the Teddy Donato's kid's goal. Nice wrister from the slot. Twenty one seconds later, Slovakia throws a puck from the corner, and the goalie basically banks it in off his own stick. Bad goal. Soft goal. Goalie's fault. There was a conversation on uh, Twitter. Uh, so I, I'll get your opinion. Um, was Crosby aiming for that spot, that that hole he saw? He's the greatest player in the world, so yes. <laughs> Wait, I, Jeff, was was he aiming for that hole? No, no. He was throwing <laughs> it at a goalie he knew was going to give up a soft goal. Thank you. That's all he was doing. Thank you. I got. Uh, we had. I had. <laughs> I had a conversation with a guy on Twitter who was adamant uh, that. Uh, Crosby saw the hole and picked it, and uh, he sent me a. Uh, and I'm like, no. I said, no. He's. I said, you see players do it all the time. They're trying to. They have nothing to shoot at, so they try and put it in a spot where maybe it'll squeak through, if the goal is not on the post. And he was not. He did not. He did not, did not see the hole. He did not shoot the hole and hit the hole because he saw the hole. And so he sent me a video, a link to a video, of that rebound commercial of Crosby, uh, like with in warm up. Uh, a, like a tracksuit kind of just skating around and uh, all by himself on the rink. And there's a pyramid of pucks on the, on the boards. Have you seen this? 
this this commercial. It's not a commercial. Well, it's a commercial for Reebok, but it's meant to look like just somebody shooting a web, uh, like a trainer shooting a camera from the bench. And Crosby is, you know, I don't know, halfway between the center ice dot and the and the and the bench, and he shoots a puck and picks the top puck off the pyramid of pucks, and then uh, he misses another one or takes another one off, and then he takes a shot and knocks the whole pyramid down, and one of the pucks goes on end and rolls on the top of the boards, and then he picks that one off like a gunslinger, you know, shooting uh, uh, ducks on a thing, ducks on a or, pond, uh, ducks in a pond, yeah. or cans on a fence or something or whatever. And uh, he goes, see, Crosby's got the Crosby's got uh, amazing skill. I said, I'm not saying Crosby doesn't have amazing skill, but that is fake. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> it was yeah. it was fake. You look at it, and it's like it's 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 uh, it's it's CGI. It's a it's a cool thing. It's a neat looking uh, uh, video, uh, but it's a Reebok commercial. Reebok shot it. Mm. It's a it's a it's a fake thing. He tells doctor anyway. So yeah, that, that, that was that was funny because no, oh, he's he's mm. uh, he picked that spot. I'm like no. He did not. I can I tell mean, I'll, you. I'll, I'll give Jake one thing that he is one hell of a smart player, and it's because he knows to just shoot it at the net with a goalie that's playing like Jake's been playing for the last two months. How many times and do you it, see players from bad angle behind the behind the the, the goal the red line, um, and shooting? You know, trying to bank off a goalie and in. They don't. I mean, unless, goalies are are off the post cheating or whatever all the time, and they try and take advantage of that. They don't. They don't see a, a hole the size of the puck and shoot for that. That's that's stupid to do that. That, that doesn't make any sense. Did, well, did you actually read the full quote from who? From Allen, what he said after the game. I heard the interview. I didn't read it. Okay, so this is the full quote. This is from Lou Korak. Um, he tweeted this out. "Quote: That's why he's the best player in the world. I would never play that any differently. He's one hell of a smart player." Okay. Um, when that goal went in, I was mad, but I was like, ah, you know, goalies are going to give up weak goals. Jake's not been himself fine. But when he says, I would never play that any differently, you, sir, have problems covering your post constantly. And you're still saying you would never play that any differently? Wake the fuck up. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> You know, uh, uh, <laughs> after um, after that goal, I was like, I think I heard. <laughs> we we've been on a Price Is Right kick in this household lately, so I had to I had to break that one out. Um. So uh, yeah. So anyway, the enough of that game. Um. So let's talk about the uh, Nashville game a bit. And, Do we have to? Well, you know, we can we can we can rant a little bit. Mm. Um, so can we skip hey, to the third so, period? <laughs> yeah. So guys, I fell asleep after the second. I mean, that was a great game. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Hutton stopped uh, twenty nine of thirty three. Uh, Renee stopped twenty to thirty one. Blues won one for three in the power play. Uh, Blues dominated. I mean, well, they they played very well uh, for fifty minutes. They played a great game for the first 50 minutes, about 49 minutes of this game. Uh, and then, uh, so we got a three, nothing lead. Uh, first goal by Bomeister, for, for example, I, well, that's, that's on Renee. Uh, he's, <laughs> that was, I was shocked that goal went in on a goalie like, of his caliber. That was terrible. Perhaps the worst goal he's given up since his rookie year. It was bad. God, it was awful. But we'll take it because, uh, 
and that kind of set the stage for the second period because then uh, we had a couple more in the second period. Outshot the Predators 16-3 to in the second. Outscored them 2-0. Uh, great period. One, uh, maybe the best period the Blues played all season. Yes, and that's what I was going to say. The fact that they played the best period they played all season, and that's considering that amazing start they had. Yep. You really felt like there's no way they're going to lose that game. And the first, you know, nine minutes of the third period goes by, and they didn't, they didn't give up an early one. Okay, good. <laughs> but then, uh, but then came one of the worst periods of the season. Well, the worst eleven minutes, of the, or actually the worst five minutes of the season, uh, where they gave up uh, three goals in five minutes. So this is this was kind of, I guess, reminiscent of the start of the game against Arizona, <laughs> not too long ago. But uh, it was this was this was bad. Uh, a goal at 906, a goal at 1433, and a goal at 1548. So we can. I, I want to skip ahead to the third one if you guys don't mind. Uh, uh, real quick. I just want to say on the first goal, yeah. um, bystanders. Yeah. That, that goal right there is the problem with the Blues. Every player on the ice was a bystander except Carter Hutton. Well, you know what? I think, I think part of I think. Uh, well, I know Steen was a bystander because he was complaining about getting high-sticked. Because did you see that high stick play? Right. But it was it was a follow through and a shot. So I, I I thought so. That's why they didn't call it. And the referee actually signaled it was a follow through and a shot. But uh, he whiffed on it, right? He whiffed on the shot. Yeah. So does it count as a shot then? <clears throat> right. And it doesn't count as a shot if you whiffed on it. How's that? How's that work? I'll point out that I've always got. It was in the process of shooting. Yeah, but he didn't shoot the puck. Yeah. He didn't hit the puck. He, he meant to. Yeah. So. So I mean, then Steen's nose is fucking huge. Of course he's gonna clip it. Uh, so yeah, and then Steen's standing still. I bet you some other players are kind of like, oh, we're looking around for the high stick. Um, but well, play to the whistle. Oh, I agree. Yep. You're, you're. And I'm sorry. I know you said you wanted to, and if you have more to say about the first, we can. But you said you wanted to skip to the third. I want to talk about the second goal. Go too. right ahead. The short hit, the shorty. Yeah. Okay. Mike Yo. First of all, what the hell are you doing? You got a 3-1 lead. You can feel the momentum rising, yet you still put out Steen on the point with a rookie defenseman in Vince Dunn. Listen, I, I love Vince Dunn, and I hope he plays every game the rest of the season. But let's face it, he's a rookie, and he's not the best defensive defenseman this team has. I've seen Yo in leads put Pareko mm-hmm. and Petrangelo on the points on the power play. When you have a 3-1 lead in another team's barn – that plays very well at home and is especially taking control of your team in the past. Why in the hell are you playing four forwards and a rookie on the power play? And so that's my first point with yo. Let me just make my second point. You guys can jump in. Why are they trying to break through the zone like that? Again, you've got a three one lead dump the puck into the fucking corner. I don't care that we bitch about them dumping in the corner. They have a 3-1 lead. I don't give a shit. Dump it in the corner. Get it deep and make sure they can't break out like that. Awful. Every aspect of that goal was awful. I would bench Alexander Steen for that play. I'd probably bench Jaden Schwartz for his lack of hustle on that play. And if I'm at Doug Armstrong, I'm seriously considering my decision to hire Mike Yo because that was awful. <clears throat> Well, I'll I'll get into the the Mike Yo end of that, but one point I you know so you put Vince Dunn out there in this situation, and Vince Dunn's the guy that caused the turnover that lost you the Pittsburgh game. He threw that puck out there, uh, 
Blues on the power play, and Brian Rust goes in, breakaway, scores the game-winning goal. Jake Allen, you know, gave up a shitty five-hole goal there. Um, but it was Vince Dunn that threw that pass. So so why why do you trust him on the power play when the momentum, like Jeff said, is starting to go against you? I well, and there were six minutes to go in the game too. It's not like this is the second period. So they, I mean, they're they're they they're basically killing time here. Is right. What you're doing, you right. can you can kill off two minutes here if you if you just play it smart. And so I agree with you guys. But I, I think uh, I don't. Dunn had nothing to do with that goal, though. I mean, to be honest, it, it, was, no, it was it was it was, it was it was Schwartz, right? Schwartz Schwartz was the one that that uh, whatever if the game plan was to not dump and was to try and carry in. That's a, that's like you said. That's a shitty game plan uh, at this point in the game with the score the way it was. But it was Schwartz that uh, that turned it over at the blue line and went the other way. And then uh, uh, so and Sh- and Shen was to blame uh, on that uh, that play too because his he he was back playing D uh, and he abandons his side when the pass goes across. Pass goes across the the backhand pass to the left winger. Uh, he he was Shen was playing uh, uh, left went left D and he. He abandoned his position, went over to where the pass was, and that left uh, uh, Watson wide open for the the pass across, and he got the rebound and goal. So there's a bunch of people to blame on that play. You got forwards playing defense. You got forwards playing point. You got uh, 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 Schwartz turning the puck over the blue line when you shouldn't be, like you said, trying to carry into the zone. So there's all kinds of that was awful, and it, it just it just it it just it, it that sums up the Blues' power play this season. It's you're not just you're not scoring goals in the power play. First of all, even though they got one this game, uh, and you're allowing goals, so you, you can't score on the power play, and you're turning the puck over in close games and allowing goals. It's, it's unacceptable. Yeah, we we talked about bad decisions on the power play a couple weeks ago. It just seems like they're always trying to hit the weak side D when they're breaking in, and that player is never there, no matter who it is, and it always leads to a a potential turnover. Sometimes it has been a turnover. You see stuff like that all the time with this power play. And again, on this one, why the hell are you carrying it in the zone? And if you are, why are you carrying it in the zone where there's two forwards standing there waiting for you to carry it in? I mean, awful decision-making by Schwartz. I had it back backwards earlier. It was Steen's hustle and Schwartz's yeah. awful stick handling that led to that. And yeah. again... Yeah, I don't. I love Vince Dunn, and in two years, yeah, I'd throw him out there at that point. But when he's the lone defenseman and he's a rookie defenseman, yeah, not blaming him, right? But I don't. You need to have a Petrangelo or Pareko out there. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with Dunn being out there. But like you said, if he's the only defenseman, you put put Pareko with him, put Petrangelo with him out there, not not by himself, uh, with Steen on, on on point. I don't. I don't like that either. Bob, so, Bob Rakowski you know, just tweeted us too. The flames just stopped the Preds from making a comeback. More salt in the wound. <laughs> that's true. But hey, at least it stopped the Preds from getting points. I guess. Yeah. So a couple of points here. So we'll pile on Mike Yo in just a minute. Um, well, let's just go ahead and do that now. So the goal's given up. The Blues have just gone from three to one to three to two down. Why doesn't he call a fucking timeout? The momentum is going against him. That building is fucking loud. Take a timeout. Let your players regroup. He doesn't do it. Why doesn't he do it? Maybe he's saving it for a challenge. 
<laughs> did the challenge happen? No, it did not. What the fuck is this man thinking at this point? I think he's out of his. I think he's out of his element. So I, I hate to say it, and I know we're about to get into the actual goal itself, but man, I have not I, ever since. I'd, I'd say this season. I mean, even when they were winning, I was questioning some of the moves he was making. I have not been a fan of Mike Yo, and I will say. I defended Ken Hitchcock for a long time against a man like Bill uh, for a long time because I thought, hey, you know what? He's doing the best with what he's given in this roster. I don't feel like I could say the same thing about Mike Yo. And if we want to revisit a, a brief history, I thought that Ken Hitchcock should have been fired after the first series loss to the Kings in 2012. You, you did say that. Yeah. And yeah, he he was here until last year. Yeah, so so yo, I I would after this game, after the horrible play by his team over the last month and a half, the apparent repetition of pattern of his last year in Minnesota, hot start, terrible December, terrible January, terrible power play, terrible his entire power play, coaching career, right? I would not have been surprised after this game if they would have cashiered him. I would have just because I, I mean, I, he he hasn't. I mean, he's been here a full season, just over a full season. Yeah. I mean, not 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 that, not that's a good reason, but I just think that they wouldn't do it so soon. But this at, is the, at this, this is the, point, isn't Doug Armstrong fed up with you know this guy's not delivering? I gave him a year under Ken Hitchcock, the guy that I loved the most, and he didn't learn shit. I, I want just let me finish my right. point here real quick. Dave Tippett. <laughs> The guy that replaced Ken Hitchcock in Dallas is out there. Uh, why isn't Ken Hitchcock mm. calling him? Or I'm sorry, why isn't <laughs> Doug Armstrong calling him? Maybe, uh, maybe it's not, because I, Ken Hitchcock is calling him and saying, "Don't take that job; it sucks." Just wait for Chicago to fire Quinville, and we'll get him back. I, you know who I want? I want Dave Tippett. And I said that when Ken when he was fired, I said. Fire Ken Hitchcock right now and get Dave Tippett. That's the guy I want. I'm Lindy Ruff would be a good find too, but I'm I Tippett's still available. I mean, and I'm not saying they're gonna fire Yo, but my God, he has made and and people to me in this season alone, he has made so many questionable moves, especially with the goaltending and the fact that his power play is still right. He awful can't he can't figure it out, and has. he hasn't figured out if he can't figure it out, he needs to delegate it. Yeah, and the, and we've we've ran down his power play numbers his entire coaching career, and they're terrible. Every every year, uh, they're not good. Every season, and it's I don't know, it's a it follows him around wherever he goes. Every season, and so I want to point out for me, and I know you guys are, are kind of in a similar boat. Um, I have always been uh, one that, to say, why is the first reaction to fire the coach? It's obvious because it's easier than to fire the players, but. I defended uh, ever since Davis Payne. I defended Davis Payne and said, these guys are just underperforming. I defended Ken Hitchcock and said, they're giving up on him. Uh, that's a player problem, not a coach problem to me. Although I will agree when they fired him, that needed to happen. Um, but it's weird. It's a strange territory for me because my first reaction this time is you got to fire the coach. He's not getting it done. And again, we're seeing a repeat of what happened in Minnesota. I mean, this this is an exact 
portrayal of what happened with him in Minnesota. And the fact that history is repeating itself with a different team with, in my opinion, more talent than Minnesota had, that's a serious issue. Yeah, and there's no Devin Dubnik to come in and save the day for him because that's what happened. That's the only reason he survived that season. Dubnik came in, saved his season, got him into the playoffs. They beat the Blues in the first round, and uh, he's cashiered after a bad start to the next season. So we got the uh, the third goal against uh, the Predators, that the, the game-tying goal for Nashville. Um this this we can and this is on yo again uh not because the puck went in so it's not he's not responsible for the puck going in but um this was goaltender interference yeah this was interference i, I, I the, the watson skates by hutton uh his leg slams into hutton's head makes significant contact uh hutton even said it to the game he was destroyed or what was the term he used he said he was uh, something. He said he was destroyed. Um, and uh, so uh, right when the puck, the puck had fluttered up and was right by Hutton's helmet, his mask. And then the the, the thigh of uh, Watson makes contact with uh, Hutton's head and it knocks the puck back and flutters. Hutton tries to get his elbow on it, can't, and it goes off his elbow on him. Um, that is goaltender interference. The, the, the contact made to Hutton's head, hit the puck, and the puck went in the net. That is, that is, I, 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 I you have to, ch- first of all, even if the, the fiasco that was the last goaltender's interference uh, call we didn't get the, the, get the benefit of, the doubt on, um, it, that didn't go away, and it was big news, and if, if Yo was thinking, oh, well, we didn't get the last one, so, you know, I'm not going to try it this time, why the hell not? It's a it's there's there's five what four something to go in the game, and it's a tying goal. What are you waiting for? What do you get to lose? Challenge right. the goal, and, and if you if you get it wrong, so what? You lose a timeout. Whoop de do. Um, well, that's the that's the point that Bill made too. Was was you didn't use your timeout after that second goal, so at the very least, challenge the goal. Even if you see the replay and you're like, well, we probably won't have that call go our way still challenge it to me you get longer than a 30 second timeout and let your team regroup and come back out for the the rest of the third period and stand a chance of either winning the game or having a stronger outing in overtime i don't even know what the mindset was because if you even if there's there's barely any contact um you challenge you have to right you have to because and then all of a sudden there's a challenge um the the they're, they're looking at for a minute or two probably at least um, the, the momentum is gone for Nashville. Um, if they wave it off, uh, they've, they're, you know, they've, they've been standing around for a couple minutes, um, and they're reviewing it and the goal's taken away. Oh, they're deflated because the, the, the goal, the game's not tied. There's only four minutes to go in the game and all momentum is gone. You can get momentum back. You can kill it off. Right. And they did none of that. And, you know, if there's anything to, you know, the, the NHL trying to make up for, past injustices you know (laughs) everybody in the nhl right everybody in the nhl in in the and you know the the nhl twitterverse talked about how bad the the non-call in boston was so the blues were owed one and that would, would have been a chance to you know for the nhl to make right 
even even if it was disputable, which we don't believe it was. I, I, right? I, I don't. I don't right? see. I don't no. see how it's disputable. I, I I really don't. I mean, I I said the same thing with with the Allen play, but this one, it to me is even more indisputable because I mean, because Hutton was in the process of making a save, right? And the direct contact with Allen is what knocked the puck into the net. Uh, the puck hits off the back of his of his mask because his head was bumped back by Watson's thigh that hit uh, Hutton in the helmet. It just it the the contact directly resulted in the goal being scored, and I don't know how that could have not been goal interference. Right. No, and, I agree. I, and I mean, we again, you said it. We thought the Allen in Boston play. I mean, clearly goal interference. Everyone in the world except three guys in Toronto. Uh, thought that was goalie interference, and apparently the officials on the rink. But again, e- even if you're wrong, and it's gonna piss everyone off that they didn't get the call, you gotta regroup your team at right. some point. They ended this game still with their timeout. Right. It, How that makes sense? It's it's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it a a wise coach there would at very least use it for a dual purpose. You're getting yep. you're getting the review, but you're also getting a chance to to right. not Time only out. not only calm your team, but rally them around this team is running rough shot over you. Right. You're letting this happen to Carter Hutton who has been your savior over the last 2 months. You've got to stop this. And that that's not what Yo's delivering right now. And and like I said, if the goal is waved off, that is deflating for Nashville, and you've killed any momentum because they've been standing around for two minutes. It, 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 it was there is no drawback to challenging, none, not a single one. And I, I, I don't know. Uh, Bob Rakowski uh, tweeted out and said Hutton said he got smoked, and that was correct. That's what the word was. Hutton yeah. said he got smoked, and you can see Hutton turn to the official and complain about getting hit. So I mean, he didn't he didn't do what Allen did. He didn't like shrug his shoulders and say, "Oh well, whatever." Right. I guess it's going to count. Uh, no, he 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 complained, right. and, and the officials like, "Well, it's well, up to your coach to call it." Yeah, and the and and so and you couldn't make the argument that Hutton didn't try to make the save like he did against Allen, and because he did, he got he tried to make a save after he after he was hit, and he almost did. He almost did. He got his elbow on it, um, and then Pareko almost knocked it out of midair, but he got it, it put it top shelf. So I, I, yeah, I, yeah, Yo's Yo's actions there are completely inexcusable. Yo has shit the bed. Uh, <laughs> that is no, that is a fireable offense. Yeah, oh, and, I, I, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying that because I've quickly become not a fan of Mike Yo. Uh, seriously, when when I saw the the first replay, I said he's challenging that right, and I think. Many people, I saw a couple of Nashville reporters that I follow say, oh, that, uh, Mike Yo's probably going to challenge this. No, he didn't challenge it. And it's just it's mind-boggling. Right. I, if I'm Doug, Doug Armstrong and seeing this, I'm calling Mike Yo to my office the minute he walks back into St. Louis and say, you're fucking out, buddy. What who, are you doing? Are uh, you sabotaging my team? Has this been taught? I mean, has this been – where's the – I didn't see. I mean, maybe he was asked, but was he asked by anybody, reporters, uh, after the game about why he didn't challenge? Yeah, he said he didn't think that it would be overturned. Right, right, right. <laughs> so and what? So who cares? So, challenge anyway. Right. 
God. So to me, that's that's like, you know, not to minimize either of these real life things because they're terrible. But it's a depressed person saying, oh, you know, we weren't going to get the call. It, it wasn't going to go our way. So uh, why bother? Or, uh, or it's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, a victim of domestic abuse who's just accepted it. That's that's not that, you know that they're terrible examples and I apologize to anybody no, you know no, it's just no, you're right you are you are dumb not you know as a professional hockey coach with a tool at your disposal to say you, yeah. this we were wronged challenge it challenge it you're not a fucking victim you're a hockey coach at the NHL your goalie just got smoked. What call it? What are you fucking waiting for? What are you saving it for? Right. And, There's four again, minutes to go in the game. And again, he didn't call the timeout after the shorthanded goal that yeah, and that, that proved the momentum was going against them twice. Twice he had an opportunity to to well he had an opportunity to to slow the momentum with a timeout. He didn't do that. Okay, fine. You got your timeout to to have a challenge, and uh, didn't use it there either. So it's like I. I the, uh, People would may say, "Oh, it's it's one game. You can't knee jerk for one game." This was a big deal. This was a big game. A this big isn't one game. This was a big. Well, I'm, I'm talking right, about right. being upset about this one call and right. then being the straw that 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 does it. Um, this is a this was a big game. It was a big deal against a a, a big divisional opponent. We, uh, other teams have games in hand on us. Um, if we keep doing this kind of thing, we are going to miss the playoffs. And I know some people might think, well, that's not the worst thing in the world. Um, they don't deserve it in the playoffs, whatever. Um, I, we've talked about why I, I think, I hope they do get in the playoffs. Um, but uh, that, those reasons aside, uh, that's your goal uh, at this point to make the playoffs. Because really, if teams win the games in hand, we are right there on the on the border of, of cutoff for being a wildcard team. Well, and, and you, you know, not just the standings aside, for your team to have confidence Going into the latter stages of the season, that is a huge, huge moment for a team. You look back at the season, if these players look back at the season, they'll never admit it, but they're going to look back at moments to say, this is a turning point for us. That is a turning point for this team. If they do not win the next game and go on a streak again, that is a turning point for this team. And that's a big moment. You have to be able to do everything you can to stop that momentum killer from killing your team. If they come out and lay a dud tomorrow night, and I've always said, I don't think momentum carries game to game, but I think the mindset carries. And they're going to come out in this game tomorrow night and say, well, we dropped the last one. Let's just make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, it's a different mindset than, hey, we just beat one of the best damn teams in the division in the league Let's it, mop the floor with these Dallas Stars. Right. The the team that's favored to come out of the yeah. league. and out of the West. And uh, this comes on the heel of the last division game we had against Winnipeg. We played well and beat them. So to beat to have beaten Winnipeg and Nashville in back to back division games, that'd have been huge. Uh, two teams were, were were chasing. That'd been big. And they just, I mean, I mean, you said it before. They shit the bed. they shit the bed. And and I blame Yo for. Um, letting uh, he he had a chance to stop it to stop the bleeding and he did nothing and that that pisses me off no it's when your coach doesn't have your goalies back 
again, we talked, I talked about this a couple weeks ago uh, with Carter Hutton getting starts. You want to, you want to keep this guy around if he can keep playing this way uh, and sign him. Cause he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. You think Carter Hutton walked out of that game thinking, I really want to re-sign and have Mike Yo as my coach for the next eight years or whatever. No, you don't want a coach that's not going to have your back and challenge plays like that. It's ridiculous. And then Forsberg scores in overtime. Oh, <laughs> do we do? Can, can we can we really not talk about something else? Because, uh, because the, the, he had a breakaway. He had a breakaway. Schwartz uh, took him down, and they called a penalty shot. Um. All right. So so. I'll I'll say my piece real quick on this. I blame Schwartz here because he got on the wrong side of the puck. He let Forsberg beat him to the inside when he yeah. had the inside track. He put himself in a position I, he, to get called for a penalty shot that wasn't deserved. Ultimately, right. I was going to say he put himself in that position. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He he did put himself in a bad spot. With that said, it was a bad call. <laughs> you they called tripping. That was in no way, shape, or form was a trip. No. There was no tripping was there holding. whatsoever. It, it was, was it wasn't even holding. It was a check. He well, he took his he took his hand off his stick and put it on him. Right. It so was that holding. which which they call holding, which is I know why the officials do that and why they call it, but just because you take your hand off your stick and put your hand on the body doesn't mean oh, it's automatically holding. Um, so. It, you know, I I actually but they, the, the officials saw it. The officials saw it wrong. If they called tripping, they saw it wrong. Now if they call holding. On a, okay, okay. But it pisses me off that they call tripping because they just saw it wrong. I know you guys are discussing right call, wrong call on this, but at this point, I didn't even fucking care because no. it should yeah. not have gotten to this point. No, no so I agree. Called penalty shot, I just said, yeah, that's about right. I yep. mean, it, it's not – I don't blame the officials one bit because the officials know they need to make this an exciting game, and I know that shouldn't, that shouldn't factor into their calls, but – you know the referee knows when he puts his arm up and he points to center ice, the crowd's gonna go crazy. That's what the crowd wants to see. I, I think it's a it's a subliminal thing. I think it's something that's in the back of his head. He's not th- realizing that's what he's doing. So I'm not I'm not giving the referee a pass on that. But at the same time, this game should not have been in fucking overtime. And the fact that it made it that far again, Mike Yo, thank you because. You lost that game for your team. We have a trade to announce. <laughs> I wish. Can we trade Mike Yo? Kurt's uh, right. not getting enough mileage out of the sound effects <laughs> no. tonight. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so if <laughs> up next for the Blues uh, tomorrow with Dallas, uh, 7.30 p.m. Central Time start. Uh, two points behind the, the the stars are two points behind the Blues with two games in hand. So if you're uh, into the standings thing nowadays, it would be it would be important for the Blues to win this game in regulation mm-hmm. to get a four point cushion uh, with star the stars two games in hand. Uh, the stars haven't played since Sunday and they lost six to nothing in Vancouver, which uh, or to Vancouver, which broke a five game winning streak for them. Okay. Can I sprinkle a little happiness onto this conversation? It's not possible. Shh, go ahead. The Blackhawks have lost their eighth in a row. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo. Okay. You know what would suck? You know what would suck so bad? 
for the I mean the Blackhawks are gonna miss the playoffs, right. which is great. Right. But for the Blues to miss the playoffs in the same season, that would yeah. suck. Yeah. You can't laugh at the Hawks too much because we we aren't either. So, uh, let's do some social media fails real quick. You want to? Let's do it. Let's rip on somebody else for a while. <laughs> Mike, yo, we've had our we've had our go at you, buddy. Now we're gonna turn to the commenters. So, uh, uh, from the St. Louis Blues Roundtable, which is a Facebook group, uh, they make an appearance. They've made an appearance before, but uh, we'll we'll give them another one here. Zach Rod Rodkovic. Uh, said concerning the uh, Shoshnikov trade. Love it. Shoshnikov is a solid player. No room for him in the Leafs. <laughs> if, he were no. a so- if he were a solid player and his cap hit was .295, whatever it was, uh, they're keeping him. <laughs> He's a bargain. <laughs> I, uh, eh, you're probably right, but I'd say let's hold on to this for the end of the season. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying. Maybe, maybe there's an off chance this guy's like his cousin, or something, or has played with him in Russia. Okay. And he's like, whatever. Oh, hey, you know, I used to play with this guy. He, uh, you know, that guy was actually pretty good. Kind of like Tarasenko and uh, Laterra. Don't go there. (laughs) Oh, and he's quiet. (laughs) Uh, who wants the who wants the next one? You want that, Bill? You you got it up there, Bill? Um, uh, I'll take the next one. All right, I got. You take the next one. I'll pop up Viagra. I'll get up for the next one. (laughs) (laughs) I got some here. If you want to borrow it, Uh, Ryan Doherty from St. Louis Blues Lounge making another appearance. Good for the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Always good to hear from them. Blues need grit. They get it with Sashkinov for a Blues fourth round in nineteen. Good pickup. Do we do we know if this guy's gritty? Do we need grit? Is that what is that the problem? I mean, who who? I think I think whether he's grit or not is is besides the point. This guy thinks we need grit. It's okay. We need a Brian Sutter type player. Sandpaper. We need sandpaper on this team, Kirk. If grit can score you goals, okay. But uh, typically, grit comes in the form of a third liner or you know, like a, a tough Brendan Shanahan goal scorer, but. You know, that, that's not going to be what this guy is. So, All right, I got the next one. <clears throat> it's from a Brian Bradbury. A uh, new member here. Uh, we're <laughs> all entitled to our own opinion. I realize this, but I have been a member of this group for just a short time, and the lack of support blows my mind. What has always made STL sports great is the fan support. It's scary to think this is possibly a thing of the past. I will always, all caps, bleed blue, win or lose, my town, my team, just saying, hashtag, best fans in hockey. <laughs> Dude, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I am so tired of posters like this. I, this you is what? where people like this need to be shut off social media because we are fa- just like you, Brian. We're all fans of this team. But you know what? We're tired of losing 51 years without a goddamn cup. 51 years. Western Conference Finals, what, twice in 30 years? It's called giving a shit. It's called giving a shit. And we do. 
Rah, 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 go blues, woo! You know what's funny? It's funny is that the not only was the second part of this tweet ridiculous, which you just touched on, but the first part is funny because it says, we are all entitled, entitled to our own opinion. And then he proceeds to tell us why the opinion's wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so on Twitter... I want, I want the last one, so somebody take it. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got, I'll take the Twitter. I'll take the Twitter first Twitter one. This is on Twitter. Uh, Kelly Mandelbrot. Uh, if you want to follow Kelly, it's at Kelly Mandelbrot. K E L L Y M A N D E L B R O T. Is that Mandelbaum? Mandelbrot. No, wait. What, what was the name of the Seinfeld guys? Oh, I don't know. Is that Mandelbaum? Don't know. No idea. All right, you guys are no help. <laughs> uh, this was this was in response to. Um, the the you know the outrage about the last game, and the the backlash and the the, the anger that Blues Twitter had, and this was actually a rep- response to our uh, uh, tweet, the tweet that I made on the uh, show account about how you know we're tired of the shit. Uh, what are the Blues first or second in points in the West since the day Hitch was hired? Successfully transitioned from the last core to the next while remaining competitive, yet tons of internet experts just bring hate, hate, hate to the organization. It's sad. Yeah, that's that's the goal is to be competitive, right? Hey, why the fuck are we still giving Hitchcock credit for anything about this team? He's fired. He's a coach of a division rival now. Shut the fuck up. It's just it's it's just a, it's a piggyback on the previous uh, post from the St. Louis Blues Lounge. Somebody uh, uh, implying that they are a much better fan uh, because they rah rah the team. As a put, and they never criticize the team, and they're they're a social media influencer. Let's be right, honest. Right, they're they're vying for right. the title of social media influencer, the, the Blues defender of the universe. Um, yeah, you know, people like this <laughs> shut up. I, uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm so tired of it. I mean, this type of year, this time of year, you expect your team to compete and have a long, hard. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Long, solid. hard, stiff. <laughs> stretch run to end the year. Girthy, the a girthy top. stretch run. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and people like uh, this, it's just so difficult to to read this, this propaganda Robbing. crap. Um, and yeah, and, and by the way, Deanna, at, uh, 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 one of our friends of the show, just tweeted us, you guys definitely need my swear jar tonight. I kind of love it. And and I'll be honest, I was thinking the exact same thing like five seconds ago. I think we have a record number of F-bombs <laughs> in this show. We need the explicit tag for this show, this, this episode. We really do. We do. Um, but, but, I mean, the thing that drives me crazy about a tweet like this, can we talk about playoff wins? Playoffs? You talk about playoffs? playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. Can we talk about the playoffs, please? I mean, I hate to be one of those fans. It's like, well, if it's not playoffs, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, you got to win to get to the playoffs. Uh, I had that argument with somebody on Twitter earlier this week that he's like, oh, it doesn't matter until you make the playoffs. Well, you got to make the playoffs, buddy. Um, and then a tweet like this, it's like, yeah, they may have the most wins in the regular season. How have they done in the playoffs? Yeah, it, it's, it's not about anybody will tell you when the playoffs start. Now the real season starts. Now the games count, and the Blues have done uh, shittily in that respect. And the uh, uh, users uh, such as Brian Bradbury, the St. Louis Blues Lounge, and Kelly Mandelbrot on Twitter, um, they're 
they're annoying fans. They're shitty fans. They're, they're if you ask any any of the the diehard passionate fans that really know the game uh, and and are, are passionate about this team and they want this team to win so bad, um, and you get these fly by night jack offs coming on here and they're they're trying to the you know, holier than thou attitude of of, of positivity and uh, and uh, lovey uh, crap. Uh, don't just keep it to yourself. If you don't want to criticize the team, that's fine. Don't criticize anybody else because they're criticizing the team when the team is playing shitty. Because because if the team warrants it, it's going to be said by a lot of people, and that's just the way it is. And and if you know what, if nobody complained, well, who the hell cares? Oh, they they, they do fine in the regular season. I'll give the team money. If nobody complained, where's the incentive for the team to spend money and win? Yeah, look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They, they, it took them forever. It was, uh, what, 03 to, what, 20? It was the last lockout, 2012, for them to make the playoffs because they're making hand over fist and dollars. They don't care what product they put on the ice because they know the fans are going to show. Is that really what you want in St. Louis? You want to do the next uh, one, Jeff? We ready for the last one? Yeah, knock it out of the park, Jeff. All right, all right. First, <laughs> first, let me give a little love before I give some hate. Uh, we, anybody... we do this. We do this in good fun. This is this we is do. gonna be a fun one. We do, we do. Um, and, yeah, I know he's listening, so he's gonna love hearing this first part. <laughs> um, so for those that are uh, are are not doing anything Friday night, uh, February sixteenth, if you're listening to the show before that. Head down to the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill at uh, 6.30 uh, p.m. before the Blues game starts. Um, the Blues Hockey Podcast is recording their 100th show live at uh, the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. I'm, I'm guessing during the game or this intermissions. Is, I'm not really sure. Yeah, this is not the the Rivers and Kimball one. This is the No, yeah. this is Jason Martin right. and Chris Frank right. um, who, who run a, a great show. Um, they are doing uh, their podcast at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, great turnout there for Blues games. If you're not doing anything, want to watch the game with some fans. Uh, and again, recording their podcast live. Um, I will be there. Uh, the, my loser co-host will not be, but I will be there. I might be. I might be. I, I, I'm on the fence. I, I, if I can work some things out, I might be there. Okay. Well, cool. I won't. So, <laughs> <laughs> it is a long drive from, uh, from what, Bethalto, right? Bethalto. Bethalto. No, what are we? Mark like Doris? A, it's a half an hour from here. Are we <laughs> oh, from from Edwardsville. It is quite the drive, so I don't blame you. But uh so there's the love. Now joining social media fails for the first time ever, the Blues Hockey Podcast. <laughs> At Blues Hockey NHL, if you want to follow them on Twitter. This was in response to an LGB radio tweet uh on why the Blues didn't challenge the tying goal in Nashville. Um, so the blues hockey podcast tweeted, I think he was worried if he lost, he would lose the timeout and get a penalty. Nashville's power play is one of the best in the league. Still that needs to be challenged. Why is that a bad tweet, Kurt? Uh, because you, you only get a penalty for a failed challenge on an offside play. Offside That's challenge. Correct. Yeah. Jason. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> come on, buddy. Come on. Know the rules, Jason. Come on. <laughs> no, it's all in good fun as we've said before uh blues hockey podcast that's at blues hockey nhl one of our friends of the show 
Uh, gotta <laughs> gotta call you out on that one though, Jason. Come on, man. He wait, wait he wait, did. Wait, 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 let me jet. Let me defend Jason just a little bit here. Maybe what he's insinuating, and I believe this is what he's insinuating, is that Mike Yo thought he would get penalized <laughs> if he made the call. <laughs> that, yes, that is a good possibility. <laughs> Uh, I I actually I tweeted back Jason and 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 uh, informed him of that and he was like oh okay <laughs> so he yeah he's he was quick to to realize his yeah. mistake uh, <laughs> but no Bill I think you're I think you got something there I think Mike Yo is a part of social media tales yeah yeah uh, <laughs> maybe maybe we've overlooked the obvious all night Mike okay. Yo doesn't know the rules Marky, Mike Yo don't know. <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Mike, yo, don't know. Uh, so up in the Blue Note Sports, uh, the 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 LGB Radio shop online shop. Maybe I Let's will. Let's do it. Uh, the next show is uh well next. Uh, there's no game next Wednesday the 21st or Thursday the 22nd. So one of those days uh, we'll we'll pick up, and we will uh, let you guys know when that is. Um, any other tweets? We uh, oh, oh yeah. we've, we've got a lot. Okay. Yeah, Bob um, Bob Rakowski said uh, Viagra sponsoring the show now. They should. They should. If Viagra would like to sponsor Let's Go Blues Radio, you can contact us at uh, Let's Go Radio. Ra- <laughs> let's Go Radio Blues. What? <laughs> uh, uh, f- uh, what is it? Feedback at Let's Go Blues. It's, no, it's, it's never been feedback. It's <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's just tweet us at, L- at LGB radio. <laughs> what if they would like to email us? Uh, radio, radio at L. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at let's go blues.com. You ever seen that flaky buttery crust commercial? The old couple that, I feel like that now uh, um, radio at let's go blues.com. If yes. Viagra or any of those great male enhancement supplements would like to sponsor us. Not that we need any, but. So we can we can pass them on to the Booze Hockey Podcast. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Says the youngest member of the team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got? Any other tweets? No? Uh, we got a couple. Um, we could run through a couple of them. Uh, Guy, our Hawaii Blues fan friend. Uh, by the way, Guy, you need to fix your name on Twitter. Uh, you have it as the Hawaii Blue fan. Maybe it's on purpose. It'd probably be Blues fan, I would think. Maybe it's blue on purpose. Maybe, maybe he does like the color blue a lot. Or he can spell it B-L-E-W. Thoughts on... Oh, God. <laughs> That's an option. Why is it in past tense? That's an option. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, he says, uh, I do not know the answer to this question, but who was the last number one seed to win the cup? Uh, and in the last 10 years... How many five to eight seeds either won the cup or advanced to the finals? Well, I can tell you right now, the Los Angeles Kings were the last eight seed to win the cup. That was in 2011. Correct. The year they should not have won or should not have qualified for the playoffs, but scored a goal after the clock didn't start in an overtime game against Columbus. I remember that. Uh, And Edmonton was a... Well, a seed, and they went to the well, they went to the finals. And, and last year, the Nashville Predators they went to the Stanley Cup Finals, and they were an eight seed, technically an eight seed. That was the Pronger year in Edmonton. What year was that? That was oh six, two thousand six. Yeah, I was at Game Seven of the uh, the final in Carolina, the Justin Williams. Williams game. Yeah, 
Did Doug Waite carry the cup? Yeah. Hurt? Yeah. Hurt shoulder? Doug, Doug Waite, please don't drop the Stanley Cup. Please don't <laughs> drop the Stanley Cup. Oh, uh, dropping the cup on the ice is the probably the least traumatic thing that's happened to that thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I would like, maybe I'll look it up here before we sign off, the number last number one seed to win the cup. Um. Off the top of my mind, the Detroit Red Wings, I yep. believe. Yeah, that sounds right. That's a good uh, guess. Sure that's correct. That's a good guess. Uh, he says, uh, oh, we get killed in the neutral zone. Our, our stretch passes are never on the mark. And I think that is correct. You guys have something to add? No. Um, so Bob Rakowski <laughs> also says, yo did the same with Barbashev. I believe he was talking about uh, when I was complaining about uh, Tage Thompson being sent down yeah. for a conditioning stint. He said he did the same thing with Barbashev. I see your point, Bob. Um, and I'm a Barbashev supporter. I think the more time he gets, the the better he'll improve. I don't think sending him to the HL is going to do anything. You can give him the rest of the season, see how he does, and then assess. But at the same time, I think Thompson has improved his game quicker and and just better in the NHL in his time here than Barbashev has. So, yeah, he's did the same thing with Barbashev, but to me, Tage Thompson deserves to be here, whereas Barbashev, you can make the case he could be sent down to the AHL. Thompson's just a just a stronger on the puck guy. He's yeah. I mean he he'll he'll take he'll drive uh to the net uh when Barbershop doesn't uh, tend to do that. Again, I'll maybe maybe I'm looking for the the alternate the logical alternate explanation that we haven't found yet, but maybe there is a little genius in Mike Yo and he's saying, "You know what, Tage? Don't learn from these guys. They're fucking losers." <laughs> <laughs> um then uh bob also tweets us by the way if you want to follow him on twitter he is uh at wowsy wowsy which is one of the best uh, uh twitter handles if you ask me w-o-w-z-e w-o-w-z-e um he says the flames just stopped. oh we already went over that one yep we did stop the flame stop the preds are making a comeback so we yep. don't need to say that one uh guy did just tweet us and say Name fixed. So he is officially the Hawaii Blues fan. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, he is at Hawaii Blues fan. All one word um, and exactly how it sounds. The Hawaii Blues fan. Is it the? That's what he says there. No. No. Well, yeah, but his Twitter handle right. no, is no, no, Hawaii. I was, I was changing. I was, I was not correcting you. I was just saying he, he is the Hawaii Blues fan. He is the one Hawaii Blues yeah. fan. I'm sure there are more, but there's yeah. got to be more. If there's, anyone lives in Hawaii or has even been to Hawaii, I bet let you, us know. So I bet you, you talk to guy. I bet you, guy knows a few. I mean, you know, like-minded people tend to huddle together, support their Possibly, teams. Yeah. I'm sure he's ran into some people watching a Blues game in a bar or something. Oh, okay. I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Thanks to Joe Festa for coming on the show. Um, always a good time. Uh, don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights, Missouri. And also check out the uh, Centerized Brewery in Midtown St. Louis. I check it out every Tuesday night yeah. these days. So you can stop by and say hi to Bill. Yeah. Look for the people bitching about their shitty corporate jobs. <laughs> And uh, like we mentioned earlier, the uh, the friends over at the Blues Hockey Podcast are going to be broadcasting live tomorrow night uh, during the game. I guess during the game, before, during, after, um, at the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill. 
in real nights. So I think their Facebook event says six thirty to eleven. So, so I don't know. The maybe they do intermissions and maybe after the game. I have no idea. Or maybe they'll do what uh, the Drop Podcast did at the uh, Ponder, the Ponder Cup, and they just kind of just live kinda tweet the whole thing. Live tweet BS talk. Every you know, uh, kind of give like a like a the mics left on while they watch the game and make comments. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be kind of cool. Facebook will they be live it? Shoot this time? Huh? Put a camera on What's the floor. What's that? I, I said, will they be wearing shoes this time? Mm, that's, a good, that's a good question. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, or socks. I think the socks would be. I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, uh, there's a policy there against that kind of thing. So I hope. <laughs> I, hope. I doubt it. You, you walk in, you see uh, see them playing uh, uh, the bubble hockey with their feet. That'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> How are you going to play bubble hockey with your shoes on? You can't do it. But yeah, if, if you'd like to follow them on Twitter, Blues Hockey NHL, and I'll, I'll say for Joe Presta as well, if you want to follow any of the updates of the Steinberg Winter Classic, it's at Steinberg WC. That's S-T-E-I-N-B-E-R-G-W-C. Uh, for Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I am Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go Blues. Let's sell them all. <laughs> no, Bill's not doing it. Yeah, not, not getting an LGB from Blue. Right. Uh, from Blue. All right. Bill. All right. Go, you Reds. Go, you Reds. Uh, I'm all about Liverpool. Cincinnati right Reds? Yeah, no, 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 no. Liverpool Football Club. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues. Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun. They're on their way to number one. Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.